Welcome back to another episode of Producer Grind Podcast. Karen, too, with me. Yo. My boy JB with me. What's good? And we got a special guest in the building here today. Bros work with A Boogie, Drake, Kodak, Don Q, PNB Rock, Who else? Russ, Who else? Chief Key. Who else? Please welcome Ness. Thank you for having What's me. What's good, man? bro? Already, bro. Appreciate you pulling up. Thank you. And this uh this is this is this is a special episode because you know what I mean we we come from the same place. Rock. Rochester, hell yeah. yeah. My boy right here, Romeo behind the camera, he's from Rochester too. So the whole Rochester vibe going on. Mm -hmm. What um what part of Rochester you from? Well, like I grew up mostly like in the main of the city, but during like sixth grade, I moved out to Brighton. Oh, okay. Where Brighton is, yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. And I graduated from the high school. So, yeah. mm. So for the people that don't really know much about Rochester, like how, you know, you've been a few places other than yeah. Rochester since then. How would you describe the difference between Rochester from any other place you kind of have been? Well, like Rochester is like a small place. So it's like, I don't think it's, it's like, it's not much hope there really because Dang. not really, not a lot of good things came out. But it's like, it's a lot of talent there definitely. And like, that's my goal. Like I want to just, like motivate people, inspire people, just like give more like opportunities and doors. Just, just like, I'm just trying to make sure people like feel. Damn, I'm trying to see what I'm trying to say. Now nah, you good? You good? Like, like feel like they got a chance. Yeah, like give yeah. them hope. Right. So I feel like the past years, it's not much shit going down, and like they see me coming up. And like now more people into music, I feel like people are taking it more serious now. Like before it's like more like a hobby for people. A lot yeah. now people see that like social media and stuff, you can like take it farther. So I think that's why they really taking it serious now. Yeah. And it's dope because it's actually like some young artists out there that are getting like hundreds of thousands of views and now and that was like, never yeah. really happening. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like Yeah. Uh, if an artist did thirty thousand views or eighty thousand, you know what I mean? That was amazing yeah. for Rochester, you know what Damn. I'm saying? So what what are what are some things you like about the Rochester music scene and what are some things you would change? But like it's a lot of artists with talent and a lot of people have their own style. The thing I would change is I really wouldn't change much except just put into people's head that like the beef ain't worth it. Like we should all just be trying to get money and just like, put our talents out there because like the beef really stopping everything. The beef stops people from connecting with each other. And like with me, I don't care about that beef stuff. So I'm trying to work with everybody to try and link everybody up. I'm trying to just do the right thing, but definitely people's style. Like I feel like nobody has the same style as like other places, mm -hmm. and that's what like makes Rochester Rochester. Nah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Um, so um, well, I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> do you think from being being from Rochester, like we see that you sample like a lot? You that Patty Cake track, like yeah. that was one of my favorite beats I heard like in a minute. So like, do you think growing up in New York has that influenced you to like, especially in your production? Um, not really to be honest. Like most of the samples, I don't even sample much no more because like just clearing stuff right. so much and like, that whole process was crazy. Like the song KMT almost didn't drop because of sampling. Damn. That's a sonic sample. Yeah. So like most of my samples come from video games because like, I saw like, the head hedgehog. Yeah, oh, that's fine. So they had to clear it with the yeah. Nintendo. Or that's crazy. So like most of my samples come from video games because like that just represent me. I'm a video game head. I like. I like doing stuff like that that represents me, like putting my personal stuff into my music. That like separates me from other people because I'm not the same as nobody else. Mm. What other like obstacles like has sampling cut into how much money and royalties you get off of records and stuff like that? Definitely. That and there's a lot of stuff that sampling does. It just like it just slow down the process. Like that business process, that's the only thing I don't like about the music industry. Like that just feel like that takes away from my like inspiration like sometimes I don't even want to do music because of that because mm, that man. process because my beginning beginning of college like when I signed with Harbridge like most of that business stuff I was doing that by myself like during college like I, I was signed with them but they wasn't really helping me on the business side just like helping me more get my music out yeah so I was doing all that so like I was draining with college and just to work so it was just a lot but I'm like I'm more familiar with everything now, so it's like it's easier. Talk to us about um your situation with Highbridge. Uh, how did that come about? My situation with Highbridge, I, I found out about Boogie from Snapchat, and because one of my friends was playing his music, 
And then I was like, oh, this fire. Like, I never heard, like, this type of melody and stuff. Now He told me who he was. So I searched his Instagram up. He had um, his email. So I just sent him some beats. He hit me up that same night. And then we just been working ever since then. And then, like, probably a few months later, they, they signed me. We talked about signing. So they signed me. So that's, like, that's how it all started. So they had approached you, like, hey, man, we, uh, like, how did, how did that come about? Like, talk, tell us about the conversation. I don't remember how the conversation went. I just I think we made, we just kept making songs, and it just seemed like that my style just worked with them, and, like, mm. the chemistry was just right. So, and I, like, that was my first time ever, like, seeing, like, those crazy views. So it was just like, man, this might be just, this is it right here. Yeah. So that's what, that's what I was thinking. Okay, so, like, but, um, it's not related to this, but have you ever had a situation where a sample couldn't be cleared and they, like, made a situation where you weren't able to receive royalties from a track? Um, all the samples that I did, like, for placements, they all got cleared. Like, most of the time with, this, with the samples, like, I'll have somebody for, for the piano samples that I did, I have, mm. like, somebody that does the piano to do it over, mm-hmm. but in, like, a different tone or like, the musicology stuff. I don't know about it that much, but... Just like to clear it so it don't okay. get sued. You know, somebody takes the sample and plays it. Inter- yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Mm. So that's what I did with the the patty cake. Yeah, I did that with patty cakes. Mm. Oh, okay. So going back to um talking about um you know signing, mm-hmm. um like was it like what you expected it to be like? Because you know I'm, you know that's yeah. a goal for a lot of producers. In like, fact. um, it had, I was expecting a little bit some stuff. But then some things I didn't really expect. I'm not I'm not signed with them no more because my contract ended in October. But like when I came into like signing with them and like the industry, everything like new to me. So I was just like I'm a quiet person, so I just sit and just soak things in. Yeah. That's how I learned. But I really just expected them to like really like you know how some artists and producers really got that that bond mm-hmm. like where they just like like take hey, Keith and Block Boy or yeah Chief Keith and Chop it wasn't really, it wasn't really like that with me and Boogie like yeah our vibes and our songs was fire but like, he he wasn't really promoting me like how that was but like as uh as like the years kept going like I just realized that I can't be dependent like I just mm-hmm. figured out that I gotta make my own way like. My name just being associated with them helped me out the most. Like, mm-hmm. most of the things I did by myself, but that's how I got, like, all the placements and stuff. Like, just being associated with them. But I definitely, like, that was the best thing I ever did. You know, like, to be honest, that was, like, that was the worst. It was the worst, like, probably contract, money-wise. Yeah. Because I'm being honest, like, like, growing up with two parents, like, I didn't really got it. I didn't really have to, like, work to do shit mm-hmm. to get money. So, like, it was 5000 for two years. 5000 for two years? For two years. And that's it. Yeah, that was my advance. But, yeah. like, I'm a college kid. I was on the basketball team. So, like, that money didn't really affect me that much. So, just, like, looking at it now, like, I'm more experienced with stuff. So, I'm, like, yeah, 5000 for two for years. Two years. <laughs> Definitely appreciate you keeping it keeping it real because a lot of producers come out right. here and they don't want to talk about those. <laughs> that's not even yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. But so then you're but saying I would have never got the stuff I got now, like right. working with Drake, Kodak, and all so that, that came like, from that situation. Yeah, that was that's the best thing I ever did. Like yeah. signing the worst contract, but I ain't saying sign the worst contract. I was just <laughs> yeah. like I was just young and I didn't really know the business like that. But now I'm like in tune with everything. So not, go ahead. Did you feel like when you went to go sign it that you felt like uh, they knew that you didn't know? Like, they knew that you weren't yeah, experienced. They, I feel like they definitely knew that because, mm-hmm. like, I didn't know anything about, like, I didn't know I had to get a lawyer for that. Mm-hmm. And, like, they, they signed my lawyer. So you like, just they signed, yeah, I was just clueless with everything. I was doing music really. Like, I started making music, making beats in sixth grade. But, like, it was really, like, a, a hobby because basketball was, like, my number one passion. And then, like, sophomore year of college is when I, I signed. And ever since then, like, it's like more like a job, even though I love it. So I don't really call it a job. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So talk to us about, you know, being in college. What were you a freshman or what? Yeah, freshman year, that's when I like, our first song, Not a Regular Person, came out. And then at the beginning of sophomore year, that's when I signed. Gotcha. Yeah. Now talk to us about your mindset during this time. Did you ever have thoughts of dropping out? 
Yeah. Why, why did you choose to not? <laughs> Thank God you didn't, though. <laughs> and that was on my mind, like, every second, especially, like, after the Drake song. I was like, I got a Drake song. Why am I still here? Yeah. And, but my mom, that's my mom, my grandma, that's my real reason for, like, staying. Because, like, they're educators. My mom, principal. My grandma was, like, a... She was a principal, and she was a superintendent of like whole school district. Oh, she got a lot of a lot of pressure. So, like, right. <laughs> education, like first for them. So yeah. I respect that too. But like now, I like really see that education is like it's good because my major is media studies. It's like I do editing, like video stuff, like and that's all related to oh, music in a way. So I know like that can take me to different like, industries, like doing beats for like movies and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. One so of you do the visual side of things too, then. Mm-hmm. As though you can you draw and stuff like that. I used to draw as a kid. I used to draw like cartoons, like Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon and stuff like that. But I stopped. I don't know why I stopped, and I'm, I'm trying to pick it up again. One thing that's real cool that I know, like even that I experienced too at Georgia State, is like being in college. It, able to speak that language like not a lot yeah. of people can speak like a lot of the business language like true just being just being your own entrepreneur you may not know certain words and certain phrases but yeah, in yeah. school you have to know those definitions so i definitely give you a edge yeah. like uh you feel like in the industry that you're in now like in the music industry do you feel like college will still like you feel like uh the benefits are still rolling out like are still kind of being revealed as you get older and older yeah that's what i'm learning more like because my classes i take I'm in the class, oh, I was last semester, a class called Writing for Screen, Screen Writing, Writing for Film, something like that. That's cool. Like, like creative writing type yeah, of thing? Yeah, like writing scripts and stuff like that. I never thought I would get into that, but that's kind of interesting. And like, I could just see myself doing a lot with that. Yeah. And I got like a design class where you learn like typography, like why different words mm. look right. And there's all that stuff that makes sense to me, like with music and stuff. Yeah, for sure. So you and your senior? Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, it sounds like just being exposed to so much more than just producing. Because I feel like a lot of people can just get stuck being like, just got to make beats. But it could be a pathway to something so much bigger. That's usually what I do, though. Like, I'm so used to just making like like so many beats in a day. Like, that's how I started when I started making beats, making so much beats. But as the years go on, I make like less beats because I focus more on like making sure everything sound right because like the music really getting heard. So I just wanted to be the best as possible. Yeah. Like, so I used to cook up like five minutes, but I don't really see the point of that. If I'm trying to make like quality. What do you spend the most time on? Like structuring, mixing? What do you spend the most time on? Um, I probably spend the most time on just coming up with all the sounds and like the, the pattern and stuff, like the arrangement. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I feel like that's not really hard because you just got to listen and, See what feels right to you, like the vibe. You just gotta mm-hmm. blast the music and then just vibe to it, and that's really how you do it. I feel like you don't really need like a structure, like how the songs are, like intro, hook. It could be whatever. Like that's that's just up to you. Like music don't have no rules. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about like you know being in school and chasing placements. Like mm-hmm. tell us about like some of the difficulties and yeah. have you like <laughs> certain areas. <laughs> Yeah, it's the most difficult thing is really is is social media. I'm not gonna lie, like because like you know, just looking on social media, you see producers that's not in school doing like big things. I get to you sometimes, but like, mm. dang, I know I could be doing this, but I'm in school, so like I just be my head be messed up all the time, and I know like once I graduate, I'm gonna be fine and I'm gonna have like everything I need. But like just this is probably the most challenging time in my life, like college. Yeah. Because I've been wanting to leave since, like, freshman year. Yeah. Like, when the basketball thing didn't work out, like, that was my whole passion. Like, I wanted to go to NBA and all that. But I was a walk-on, so I already knew how I was going to be. So I wasn't going to play. So, yeah, I'm, like, just going through a lot during this college time. But it's making me a better person. Has there been times where, like, you were supposed to fly out to a place or something like that, New York or L.A. or something, but you couldn't because you had a project or a test or something like that? Uh, yeah, that happened a lot of times, but, like, Damn. the worst thing that happened was I was supposed to go to Toronto with A Boogie, and, like, that's when they, they visited at 40, and I think maybe Drake, too, but I didn't I, I couldn't go because I got a call from, like, my mom, like, my grandma passed away. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, so I was like, I was like, dang, this is, like, a crazy opportunity, but this is my mom, this is my grandma. Right. So, yeah. like, I had to take the train 
I was going to drive back, but I don't think I could do it. I, I would have been, like, crying the whole time. Yeah. 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 I feel like in those situations, man, it just, like, it wasn't the time and place. It wasn't supposed yeah, to happen. Right, that's right. how I feel like you got to look at those things. Yeah, that's how yeah. I look at everything. Like, yeah. everything meant to be. Like, whatever happened, that's how it's supposed to be. So that's why I don't get mad at things, because I know if that happened, that was supposed to be. How it's supposed to be. It's yeah. kind of like a, like a little test too to see like what you value. It's yeah. like you got you can either go here or go here. Which one do you value? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, you you tweeted that um you actually lose motivation to make beats around this time of year. Yeah, can you talk to us about that a little bit? Yeah, so like I think it's it's really just the cold and <laughs> that cold will get to you. I'm not gonna lie, and that's working out too. I figured out that like working out like helps your creativity. And mm-hmm. I used to be, I used to work out a lot because of basketball, but like now I don't play basketball. I'm like, I don't really need to work out. And it messes with you if you're stressed mm-hmm. and you're not really releasing them. Mm-hmm. I don't know the word, uh, endorphins or something. They could yeah, probably yeah. be at me, but whatever. But. Mm-hmm. What do you, yeah. what do you, what are some things you do to get over that, that creative block? Um, I just listen to different type of music, like collabing, um, just take it, I might take a break. Not too long though, but sampling. It's a lot of things. Oh. But basically those. Mm. You say you don't you don't really sample no more, you saying? Yeah. So what VSTs and stuff do you use for your melodies? My melodies? Omnisphere, Electra X. Um I don't use Nexus no more because like don't you gotta use some USB thing for it to You talking about iLock? Not the eye like it's like something for uh, Nexus. It's like oh. some USB thing you need. To, oh, for real? Yeah, really. like when know. you pay for it, it's like you gotta. It's like the eye lock. It's like something you need to use Nexus. Sounds like an eye lock. Usually, people got the cracks. It's like a license, <laughs> yeah. yeah, USB license or something like that. Yeah, eye lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Well, I don't use Nexus, Nexus like that, but yeah, yeah I didn't know they had that now. But definitely that. Um, like recently over like the years, when I when I come down here to visit. Mm. Like with Boogie, like I'll be he be with some like top ten producers. I guess said top ten, but like some top producers, and I just see like what they use. They use some stuff that people don't even know about, and it's like people don't even share what they got. But it's like so much VSTs. Like that's another one. Um, Any favorite expansion packs? Sound um, designers. I have like VSTs. some that I like, but I don't really remember their names like that because I just. Go to them. Yeah, go to them. But are you always looking for new packs or like um, new sounds? Are you one of those guys always? No, nah, not all the time. Like I use what I have. Like I, I probably use it up. Like when atmosphere becomes like, and I use the sound, this sound, and that's when I start looking for new things. But hmm. other than that, like I just use the sounds that I have and just just keep tweaking with them. It's just like. It's not what you have, it's what you do with them. Mm. You use melodies and loop, do you loop kits? Like melody loops, MIDI loops, I mean? No, I don't mm. I don't use loop kits or under that, but I have used a loop before. Mm-hmm. I just feel like with that, it's not, it's not me. So that's, I just want to give the music that's me. Mm-hmm. Like I'll use loops from other producers that like if they send it to me sometimes, but most of the time I just like making like my own stuff from scratch, but that's just me. and. But like I don't want to get away from that. Just my sound. Mm-hmm. Would you describe your sound as a New York sound? No, I want to describe it as New York. I like. I don't even know how to describe it because I just make beats depending on the mood or the vibe. I don't. I used to make beats for like a certain artist that I can hear on there or something, but now I just make like whatever I feel, and then after I'll be like, okay, I hear this person on it. Gotcha, gotcha. So I feel like that really changed like. Everything I don't make beats like for a person. I make beats just for myself, and then like after I hear like a certain person, that's what I send it to. Do you you play the keys or do you click in? I, I click in, but I be trying to mess with the keys. But mm. it's I had like a piano class. I didn't really learn nothing though, so I just think I I need to just have time to myself to do that because mm. I learn more. I learn better self teaching myself. I feel you click you clicking in the FL. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about like the current state in New York sound because I feel like a lot of people the first New York artist they mentioned is like a boogie he's kind of yeah. holding it down obviously six nine was on the ride yeah well, uh, what are your thoughts on you know the New York music scene right now I think it's just growing like more cast is coming up 
uh, a lot of people compare like the new generation of like New York to like Boogie because like the, the melodies and how they sound. And most of the cats coming up from New York like young, so they got that that tone in their voice like how Boogie came up. Mm. So people give them, people give them like the category that like, they sound like Boogie, but sometimes it's just like the, it's just the melody. It's not really how they sound. Mm. But they, I know they're gonna eventually like grow into their own own lane. Like that's how most artists I feel are like they like relate people relate them to a certain artist. But eventually they like go into their own lane. So even with producers, because Metro is my favorite producer now, but Sun not Sunny, um, Lex Luger is like who gave me the inspiration to start making beats. Like the trap song with him and Waka, like mm-hmm. that's all people knew at that time. And so it's like that's how producers start, like the trap. And then once they really find themselves, that's when they branch off. Mm. And then how do you feel about um, uh, TCF and the Griselda movements, um, you know, when they're kind of putting upstate New York on the map and they kind of have their own New York sound? They're kind of like, you know, on that old school kind of... I never even heard of them. Never heard of them? Mm. Griselda, Westside Gun, Conway and them mm. from Buffalo or like 38 Special and them from... I know. I heard about 38. Yeah. 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 I mean, upstate, they don't really talk about many people from upstate. Like, that's the, that's the crazy part. Upstate, don't really talk about like people in their areas like... They talk about people that's popping, like Atlanta, people in New York right. City, like L.A. That's what I'm trying to change. Like, there's a lot of talented people in upstate. just feel like they don't really, like, they don't really believe in themselves. It's like, it's more like they sound, they try to sound like this wave to get on, but yeah. I feel like they just got to be original. That's like how you go the farthest and longevity is just being original. Because once the wave drops, it's like, what you going to do? Follow the next wave or just start your own wave and just keep it pushing. Like, even when you die, it's going to be a wave like that. Mm-hmm. So I got a question for y'all. Y'all New Yorkers, right? Mm-hmm. So when y'all saying uptown and Rochester. Upstate. Uh, or upstate. Okay. <laughs> all I think, when I think of New York, in my head, you know, like a lot of people, all I think yeah, is New York, New York City. City mm-hmm. are not a, do not a lot of artists... I guess it is a far drive, but they're not coming to New York, like actually into the city city to record at those studios to link up with artists or anything. What, from Rochester? Yeah, I guess from Rochester or from yeah, up, I mean, upstate. There's a, a lot of people that, you know, yeah. go to New York City, you know, uh, whether they rap, make beats or do films and stuff. Is there a big music scene in the actual city or is it more like like out in the suburbs area? You mean in the city of Rochester? No, in the city of like is it New York City. Oh, see, I don't know too much about New York. I'm from, mm. you know, Rochester is about five, six hours away. Yeah, so, you know what I'm saying. Right. Like, that's what I'm saying. When we say we're from New York City, people imagine that yeah. we're like in the from, city, yeah, like mm. Brooklyn or something like that. But you know what I mean? It's like a whole completely other part Different. of the state. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. The yeah, hell yeah, it's a real small city, like just a small little poor city. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of got more of like I'd say like a Cleveland vibe or something like that. I don't know if yeah. you've ever been there or something like that, but you know what I mean? Like just a small little city. So is do y'all ever pay attention to artists from New York City, city like the actual city, city? That's what we're talking about, like yeah. a boogie, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean, artists. Yeah. Like so he's that. from the city, city. Yeah, 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 oh, okay, yeah. okay. There's no like you can't really name any famous rappers from Rochester. Like yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anybody really except Thirty Eight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thirty Eight in class. You know what I mean? Well, you, well, I know I had a question. Yeah. You're talking about you was in the studios and you saw some uh, BSTs that people had never seen before. Is there any like mm-hmm. BSTs or like? Everyone knows, like, when, if you're first getting into producing, you know, oh, I got to get Nexus, oh, I got to get Omnisphere. Is there any ones that you would suggest that are like, yo, go try this out before going to spend 600 on Nexus or doing yeah. what you do to get Nexus or Omnisphere? Yeah, I used to, before I could get those, I was using, like, Purity, Hypersonic. Um, oh, yeah, I remember Hypersonic. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. I didn't use that in a minute. Right, sorry, I forgot yeah. about that. Hypersonic. Um, Did you ever have 80 roll Orchestra? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I that? yeah. Adderall orchestra. Yeah, yeah, it has a fly flute in it. Where like that one flute. flute. But every time, every time, you, every time you me. save the beat, you, the preset would go back <laughs> yeah. to the fall. Yeah. 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 You gotta go refine yeah. it. Yeah. You so mad? Yeah. 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 That was that like flute era, though. the brass, and yeah. all that shit. <laughs> I had Gladiator. I think Gladiator. Um, what else? I had something called Firebird. You know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's tone. Mm-hmm. Those are all tone yeah. too. I ain't never heard of Firebird. Oh, same people that make Electra. Mm-hmm. Like Rob Paper. I don't think I tried that. Another one. Lay, you're talking about. Oh, he got, 
I didn't, tried that. He didn't make purity. Or, nah. That's that would yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Blue yeah. Nix or something. Yeah, like look, look something. Yeah. Or something like that. What you call it? Um, would you put anything on the master channel? No, nah, I don't put nothing on the master channels except if I want to automate like gross beat. That's the only time I do it. But other than that, I don't put like no compressor or anything like that on mm-hmm. it because I think it'll like mess up the the mix if you don't do it right. Because I don't really know like what the what all the buttons mean, so I just I don't mess it up. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. Um, maybe you still might have this dip, uh, but when you first started, did you have it where you would like create it, you know, on your speakers at home, but then you go play it in the car somewhere and it just sounds off. Um, probably my Too much like, bass or something like that. Earlier stages, probably, but most of the time in my earlier stages, I wasn't even an expert in like my beats because it took me like a while to learn stuff because I was just so young and there wasn't as much information on producing as it is now. Like, like when I was coming up, like learning how to export it took me like five years because I didn't even know what export mean, meant. Like yeah. in sixth grade, like dang. I see producers starting like they starting now and they getting it quicker. So it's like it's crazy. Mm. Um. So going back to talking about um your artist, your next up artist list. Mm-hmm. Um. When you say you know those artists that you believe in, what do you what do you what do you judge as a uh, this is an artist I believe in? Like what what characteristics do they have to have? Characteristics. Um. I just got I got like you as a person too. Like I don't like just making music with you just because you got money. Cause I feel like, like with my beats, cause I worked on it so so long, and like I really put time into it. I don't think everybody can do justice to my beats, so I really, I really work with who I feel like can do justice to my beats. And like, I also look at like how you carry yourself, like humble or not, cause that just all takes the part in the role for me. But I like I like on artists, you can't tell what what the next song gonna sound like, really. And if if you if you can tell, I probably won't be a, a, like one to to work with you because I just like working with people that like, versatile people. Really, I like working with people that are versatile. Like, there's no limit to their creativity. Yeah. So would you would you say six nine falls under that category? Because all his music kind of sounds different. He's definitely got some styles. Yeah, he he got some versatility. Yeah, I definitely work with Six Nine. Like, not because of who he is, but I just feel like my sound and just other people's stuff would just be a different kind of vibe. What What are your um thoughts on him as a as a New York artist? I don't even know. Like, definitely got the New York slang and everything, but. I don't even know. Would you say he was on his way to becoming like the biggest artist in New York? King of New York? I wanna say like King of New York music wise, like King of like entertainment, really. Mm-hmm. Like, his music is not like like a boogie. Like he like you can tell like the experience and like how much work they really put in. Like his music like is it go deeper than what you hear. Like with six nine. Some stuff probably go deeper, but you can just you can just tell like how much work people put in, like how serious they are about it. Mm. And most of the stuff came from like the entertainment. Like that's really like I feel like what caught his buzz. Like the yelling definitely, but the entertainment like really caught it. Social media, that's what it's all about. Like entertainment, that's what everybody wanna see, the trolling. Like we definitely started some I wouldn't say it's new, but that's like a newer wave, like the, the trolling wave. Mm. Like, how y'all feel about when y'all see them? Have y'all seen those videos where Six Nine he'll, he'll rap like it'll be like a verse in his song, and then there'll be like an underground artist doing a street battle, and it's word for word exactly what he has in his song. Oh, oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Y'all seen? Yeah. It's yeah. been a couple yeah. of them. How y'all feel about that? I think I only might have seen it once. I think when I seen it, I was like, "Damn!" You know, that's, how, that's kind of the same reaction I had. But yeah. no, I was thinking though, it's like he performed it better though. Like, I mean. Yeah, I'm not saying it's okay to steal, but <laughs> they say yeah. the best artist steal, right? I'm not. I'm, I'm not yeah. surprised. I yeah, feel like I'm the best artist got to have a reference track, right? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm. That's simple. Like. Drake be doing it. It's, it's true. Like, when people say like history always repeat itself, right? Like song from 2010 is probably the, the next next hit is probably that, but just like revamped. Mm. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then it's all you know. It's also cool too. Is like 
it also shows like the different roles there are in creating a song because some people are good at making a song, but then there's the artist is the performer for a reason. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. because you're a songwriter, you can come up with a great song doesn't mean you can perform yes. it as well as the performer can. That's really yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You or you might just you might just not look good as them, or you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you might be that simple. You just yeah. not have the swag. Not that's true. Song. You don't have yeah. that star yeah. quality or whatever. That's why like originality, everything like it's gotta be yourself, and it's mm -hmm. all gonna be authentic. Oh right. uh, yeah. Mm. You had um you had tweeted that you you really don't like going back and changing beats that you made a yeah. ago. Talk to us about that. You said you ruined the nostalgia or something. Yeah. Yeah, you ruined the nostalgia. I had like when I tweeted, I had to search that word to make sure I said it right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like when I sometimes when I go back because the mixes don't be right because I know I'm better at mixing now. But I, I still it's like I don't want to mess with it because it, it loses that memory from when I created it. And that's right. like the, the moment, that's like the special thing about it. But like if you, if I edit it, it's like, dang, it's not the same beat no more. Right, right. So I, I just like leaving it, even if it makes bad, like, oh, well, that's how I like. I feel that, I feel that. We also saw that you, um, this was something that was interesting. Um, they had tweeted about the producer saying that the whole world needs to know how much of an important role that a producer plays. Yeah. You want to expand on that a little bit? Because I, th I think, I actually just got asked this question the other day. This dude was like, um, what actually, what does a producer actually do? Yeah. And I, I, I was trying to explain to him, but I don't think he was really trying to hear it. Yeah, so like, for a producer and a beat maker, I feel like those two different things. Like, mm -hmm. a beat maker just makes a beat just for the artist. And like, a producer, like, if he's in a studio, you like, he'll guide the artist the direction that they see the song going in. That's why I kind of feel like a producer is like, they, they like help the record instead of just producing the beat for the artist. Like they help everything go in the right way. But um, producers, yeah, they like important. Like without the beat, this would be straight acapella and nobody want to hear acapella like on the radio or whatever. Right. There's so much stuff that go into producing like, with the post, I think y'all posted, like we start out blank, uh, like a blank canvas and just got to make whatever from it. Like That's the hardest part, like finding, like how do people, like people, they look at me, they be like, how do you just start from like nothing in the canvas and just create like this masterpiece? Like you really got to put your effort into it and like you really got to learn like all the, the stuff. That's the, another part. Like a lot of producers ask me, like, how do you, like the sound selection, like how do you, how do you like format your beats, and how you make it better? But like the the trick to it is you gotta learn the software before you can really put everything into it. Because mm. like if you don't know the software, you won't know like how to flip things the way you want it to be flipped. And it's like you can't do much if you don't know the software. It's like mm. you just you just experiment, and once you know the software, you can do everything that you need to do. How do y'all feel yeah. about um it was a couple like a couple weeks ago I had reposted someone that left a comment saying that a lot of people got it messed up saying by calling themselves a producer mm -hmm. just because they made a beat. They said that if you just make a beat and you send it off, then that just basically makes you a songwriter. And if you think about it, if you go back to like, you know, like the Quincy Jones days and all that stuff, like if you just if you like came up with like a like a backtrack, like maybe you laid a guitar down laid a little drum track and kind of just made a song mm -hmm. like that didn't make you the producer of the record that made you this like just a songwriter mm -hmm. yeah you know yeah composer yeah. like you know what I mean like and I kind of like I, I definitely feel the point they're saying because you know a lot of times it's just like yeah like we, we write a little we make we write you know we make the beat yeah. and that's writing and then we just mm -hmm. send it and then you know what I mean like it's yeah it's other stuff that happens yeah, yeah. I, I said I think I explained it to the dude like this I said um it's like a producer, to be a true producer, is kind of like being a safari tour guide. You got to kind of guide the entire creative process. Yeah. It's not just, okay, here's your car, go drive through the safari wherever yeah, yeah. you want to go. It's like, no, watch out, there's lions over here. That verse is not going to be that good. Definitely, yeah. So, That's how y'all feel about, I was told plenty of times that you can't be a producer if you don't know how to engineer. Like record and make beats, you know what I'm saying? Because that's putting to get putting the song together. I do feel you on that. But you can and also guide reason, someone. That was another reason I learned how to engineer. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's true though. Like, I'm just I'm just learning how to engineer. But I know when a, a song sounds right. Like I know if this don't sound right, I'm like nah, maybe something else, like a different melody. But like, 
that definitely that, that makes sense too. But engineering, like another, I feel like it's another part the that just adds path. to it. Like it, it makes you better. Like it makes you stand out more if you're producing. You can engineer. Like you can get placements off of doing that, and that's what I learned too. Right, right. But yeah, I feel like engineering hard. I don't say it's hard to learn, but you really gotta focus on that, like because you just gotta hear what sounds right to you. Yeah, like it's really, like, yeah. It's kind of like uh, how I was thinking about it. It's like a CEO of a company isn't a marketing expert. They're not a finance expert. They're not uh, this 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 expert, but they're great at making decisions and trusting mm-hmm. that people know what they're doing. So and leading yeah. projects, yeah, like that. Like I don't have to know how to engineer to tell you, hey, this. Record to do that again. Yeah. It's, it's always crazy to see like a major artist. Like I see it plenty of times sitting in front of the board recording itself. Yeah. Like, it's, I see that a lot. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's yeah, like engineering is like mandatory. Yeah, you gotta you know, know those yeah. skills without a doubt. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like yeah. you ain't gotta really learn how to to mix, but if you know how to record yourself, then you straight because yeah. I got engineers for that. And yeah, yeah. Mm. Kind of the same thing with mastering too. If you really think about it, if you could, like, it's not. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying like this. It's like, <laughs> nah, nah, Jamie got a crazy face, but it's like to be a producer, you don't also have to master your tracks. Like, why leave yeah. out mastering? Yeah, that's you're gonna you include engineering. You don't need a master. That's to be honest, like, I don't even know the first step in mastering. Like, <laughs> yeah, so. I hear mastering, like, like, like scary. I don't know what what is that. <laughs> but I know about mixing, but yeah. Right. So talk to us about. Um, uh, so you just you just signed you just created this new website right mm-hmm. and you know you you know about the visuals you know how to do videos you know how to do Photoshop you kind of have all the and you make dope beats you have everything that you need to be an online producer mm-hmm. well uh, why why haven't you um, like gone that route well first like I didn't create my site so I'm just give credit to Moves they help me with everything like easier biz they they help me like they made the process so much easier. Like, I, I've been working on the website for like a year and going back and forth from school and stuff, just getting ideas, just brainstorming with them, with meetings. So they helped me out a lot, so shout out to them. But, but like, um, I started out making, um, Easter, like, what is it called? Reproduced beats. Okay. Like, yeah. I do instrumentals. Remix and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I used to do that a little bit. And that, like, helped me learn how to make beats, but... I just feel like I don't want my beast to be able to for people to just get it. Like that just loses the value. I feel like mm. I want my stuff to be exclusive. I want to work with like who I want to work with because I put so much time into it, and I feel like if you didn't really put as much time as me as you, it's not meant for you. Like the beat, because mm. you know everybody not gonna make the the song a hit or make it fire. So I feel like. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give everybody that chance to just disappoint me because I really take music serious. Like this is everything to me. Like I don't want. I don't want like no half-ass stuff. I want everything to be as best as possible. Yeah. So I think quality is like really important. What's your like ideal vision of like your career? My my career. Right now, I'm just I'm trying to just network and get connections. Um. But in the future, I f- feel like I, c- I can see myself, I don't even know, like I see myself doing everything, like videos with the, the music stuff, like having a label. Um, yeah, I'm trying to get everything. Like just like, you know how Soulja Boy is doing things right now, for real, because I, I looked up Soulja Boy, like, Bow Wow yeah. and Omarion, like my generation, like they was the uh, was definitely, everything. Definitely started the wave for the online. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everyone used FL Studio and all that stuff. Yeah, facts. Definitely giving his credit there. And like, it's crazy just seeing like people ahead of you and like see how you kind of follow in their footsteps. Like I, I'm making beats now, but I'm kind of rapping too a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's just like. Producers really, they start making beats or they start rapping because they see that the artists don't really respect them as much. Yeah. Like especially if it's like you're trying to work with a, a bigger artist, it's like you're just a regular producer to them. That's why like I like building like building people because they're going to respect you more about because you're giving them time and time is precious. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. So you say you, 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 you rap now? I ain't going to say I'm a rapper, but... I'll be messing with it, but yeah. I really do it to learn how to engineer so mm-hmm. that my beast is better. Mm-hmm. 
but I feel like I could I could probably go somewhere with it. What what is it? Well, how would you describe your sound as a rapper when you make songs? Um, my sound really is just what I be talking about is I be talking about some funny stuff. Uh, one of my songs called Go Out. It's called it's called Go Out. So I'm just saying like I don't want to go out. I just want to make beats for most of the time. Uh, that's really like how it be. Like at school, I don't want to go out to the bars. I don't mm-hmm. want nobody bother me. I just want to make beats and just be alone. Mm-hmm. So. I know a lot of producers feel that way too. Hey. Like a lot of producers like introverted homebodies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, facts. Yeah. Like, I don't really like being in the spotlight. That's too much. I don't like the mix. Mm. I just like being behind the scenes, just making the beats of the work and the music. You how, um go ahead. How is um your perspective changed when it comes to making beats now that you're an art now that you have started to be more of an artist? My perspective on making beats, I don't think it really Or like your approach maybe. My approach, I don't think it really changed much. It's just, it's not like a hobby no more. It's like, it's it's the real deal now. Mm-hmm. I'm taking more serious. Like, I feel like I give, I'm, sometimes I feel like I overwork though. Sometimes, and then sometimes I feel like ain't no, it's not possible to overwork, but you like, you can't drain yourself because producing is addicting, just hearing like what you, the final product. And you could do that all day and you just forget about everything else. Mm. But that's not good sometimes. Like, you got to you gotta balance. You got to go outside. And, like, that's my whole life. Like, I've just really been producing. Like, I wouldn't do nothing else. Just sitting in the crib the whole time, just really going at it, just trying to learn. And now I see that, like, that, that kind of gives you anxiety, social anxiety yeah. and all that. Like I know you had tweeted about that, too. Yeah. Talk to us about, really about that. Like, I never really knew what anxiety was. Like I, I heard heard like the the word anxiety, but until I, I forgot, I think it was Khalid. He he spoke out about it, mm. and I was like, "Dang, like this sound like me." Mm. And I, I did research on it, and it definitely that definitely sounded like something like I have, because even in even in school like presentations, I get in front of everybody. It's like. Yo, if I mess nervous. up, then it's it's over. It's, Cause I I go to like mostly white schools. Like, dang, if I stutter, they gonna think I'm dumb. That's <laughs> like, right. so I think all the time, and like even walking to class is like everybody just be staring at me. It's just like they might they might be staring at me, or just like I feel like everybody just looking at me. Especially yeah. now, like I got like the, the fame and or whatever. But yeah, it definitely like it mess with you the anxiety stuff, but. As you progress in the industry and you're meeting more people and you're, you know, adding more to your uh, catalog and stuff, do you think that's getting better or worse? I think it's getting better because I know that I have, like, antisocial or, like, some social anxiety, but I'm still, like, trying things that, that make me better with it. Like, I have uh, even, like, interviews. Like, I couldn't do this at all. When I started, but I'm getting better and more comfortable with it. Yeah. Like, I'm about to start talking to the youth about stuff. Because I know, like, being uncomfortable, that's going to make you stronger. And Going outside your comfort yeah, zone. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do, like, this year. Like, all my flaws, I'm trying to just attack them. Mm-hmm. That's a healthy way to look at it. Yeah. I think I wanted to, I wanted to hit on something that you said. It's like about being, I went to a, pretty much an all-white high school. And I mm-hmm. definitely can relate when you feel like... uh like uh, that pressure to make sure you don't mess up, especially yeah. if you're the only one in the full class. You're like, they already, you know, you yeah. already got a side eye looking at me. Period. That's how I feel all the time. Like, yeah. Even when I'm, like, sometimes even when I'll be walking, I feel like I'll change up my walks just because right. people be looking at me some yeah. type of way. I'm like, dang, I'm not walking right. And I, I be, because I'll be talking to myself in my head about I things like right before they right. happen or something. Like, talk myself through things. That's how I get through stuff. Uh, yeah. Like if someone will make a comment earlier in the day, be like, uh, yo, why are you wearing that hat? Or you, why are you wearing that shirt? You'll be thinking all day, like, man, why am I wearing this shirt? Nah, I yeah. feel that. I definitely yeah. feel that. Like that. And that comes with social media, too. I feel like right. social media just gives everybody some type of anxiety. Like, yeah. you might not know, but like, because everybody, everybody's judging each other. So that's, yeah, that's why that I try to stay off of it a little bit. And you think you're doing good till you go on, you see all day. Right. Bro just got a lamp truck. Bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bro, bro's in Hawaii right now. Like, yeah. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah. I feel like I feel like that's the that's one of, like, one of the biggest problems when it comes to being like I ain't gonna say being an entrepreneur or being we in the age where everybody wanna be successful, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. Like, you get yeah. on Instagram, 
You seeing everybody, even though it might be somebody else's shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it might true. be somebody else's shit. You know, they mm-hmm. might be flexing some cash and cars, but it might make you feel like, damn, I'm moving too slow. Right, but in reality, right. it's just like everybody got their own lane, their own pace. But right, looking at true. that, that'll yeah. make you like want to rush the go process. crazy mentally. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, no. Look at me. I'll be. I'm in college. Like, I'm gonna say. Uh, I don't know how to talk to the, the students, but it's like I'm just to myself so much that I don't even feel like talking to nobody. And like when people talk to me, like I'm nice, but like I really I'm just like I don't have patience. It's like I just want to be myself. I just yeah. always been like that, and I'm working on it though because I'm getting I'm getting better with it. It's just it's just like an ongoing process. Like through life, I feel like you gotta get through that. Yeah. So is there any way like you can you can cure, cure like the anxiety? Like, You're smooth. Yeah. Oh, it didn't help. It helped. Nah, actually. I feel like it worse. Makes it worse so, sometimes yeah, it makes it worse. It just yeah. depends. You know what I'm saying? Especially like going to shows with like Boogie and just knowing like what could happen. That stuff always on my mind. Like I seen like shootings and like, people get stabbed. I'm like, dang, I don't like this. Like, it just made me not want to really leave. Yeah. Because you just know it. All the stuff that's going on in the world is like anything could happen. Yeah, it's very yeah. true. I think I saw your wristband how it says Christ on it. I know yeah. one thing that's helped me with my anxiety too is like praying a lot yeah. and then just like just getting more involved with that and like being more confident in who I yeah. am with God and yeah, like reading scripture true. and stuff. That really helped me out a lot. Thanks. And like that's a lot. Like, so I used to play basketball, so I was fit. And like sometimes I get to you too, right? Because I'm not as strong as right. I used to be. Mm-hmm. Like you just look at yourself like, damn. Man, that's you crazy. feel you feel like you like, eat and stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. I feel the same thing because when I used to wrestle, right? I was like two twenty eight, like just huge. And now yeah. I'm like, I remember at one point I dropped down to like one seventy, and I was looking like my head was twice the size <laughs> of my body. And now it's like I look in the mirror and be like, dang, I remember back in high school, like one of them old dudes, and be yeah. like, yeah, back in high school, I swear. I was like, <laughs> But it's like, you know, that's everyone got their own, it's their own process. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, that's, that stuff gets to you a lot. That's right. why I try to just close out social media. Just only use it to network and just do business, really. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Don't put personal stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah. Because you never know. Because I know there's a couple of people I know personally that on their social media, you would think they're balling. But I know, like, the real them. And it's yeah. like... That's not yeah. that's not who you really are, and it kind of that kind of helps me too. Is like <laughs> I see how other people see because they'll come up and ask me, be like, "Yo, you see how he did this?" I'm like, "Well, that's not even." Like, yeah, I just yeah. mind my business though. But now, like people will say, like everyone posts their highlights. No one's gonna post their bad yeah. moments. And yeah, stuff like yeah. That. So I'll be like, bro, man, just everyone's their own PR thing. agent. They're only posting. Things the make them look lit. Hell yeah. That's true. The only pictures where they got the little crease in their arm, the best yeah. picture. Like, bro, I think I got two abs in this picture. I'm going to post this one. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, That's true. Tell us about your uh, placement with Russ. Mm-hmm. And do you, feel, <laughs> do you feel that he gets, uh, he unfairly gets a bad name amongst producers because, you know, obviously, it, yeah. it, it's kind of a minute ago, too, that all this happened. But definitely want to get your perspective on that. Someone that's worked with, bro. Well, I haven't, like, I didn't meet him or work in the studio with him. Like, I was in a boogie's house. And I was playing like beats because P and B was there, and like that beat he was, he picked. And at first he was gonna have Kalani on it, but then he got Russ. And yeah, I think yeah, Russ he was like a great artist, does everything, engineering, producing all that. I like that's I respect him for that. Yeah, for sure. I don't understand why people really hate on him. Like <laughs> he be, like when he speak up, he being real. Like people don't like the truth, but they want the truth. I'd be like confused with that. But so you think like there was some realness to what he said about producers, how they're kind of responsible for uh, the whack music or something like that? Um, not that. I don't, I don't agree with that because it's the artist fought for choosing that beat and then they did what they did to it. Because however the beat is, that if the artist chose it, then... That's what they wanted, right? Yeah, that's what they wanted and they got to carry the song or the beat. Yeah. So I don't agree with that, but some of the other stuff I agree with. Nah, but bro, definitely... Definitely dope for doing all the all aspects of it from the beat making, the recording to the mixing, mastering, all that. Yeah, that's that's a lot of work. That's that's really dedication. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's like you know some Kanye type shit. You know? Yeah, I definitely respect artists like that. I wonder if it's the consumer really to blame if you think about it. 
It's not because if the market is the market is the yeah, market. you know what I mean. Like the market, the demand is there for music that doesn't have a lot of substance. No matter how you can put out the greatest, most soulful music, right. but if the people don't want it, they don't yeah, want it. That's true. So it kind of like if all you're trying to do is this all day. <laughs> You can't get too much soulful out of this. Yeah, yeah I feel like they're, they're I feel like they're targeting just the young and True. talking to young dumb. Cause I feel like music is just dumbing down more. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Definitely. Yeah. But do you think that's driven by the people who are creating it or the people who are buying it? Or maybe both. I mean, I mean, I mean That's a good time. You, you got a different motive in music now. It's not even you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. people they rap about stuff they don't even do. It's a different motive in music. So you can't even really say, you know what I'm saying? Like mm. people just want to get rich now. That's why they make music. You want to be famous. They make music that sounds like getting rich and getting famous. Yeah, they make music, like yeah, they famous. Make music mm. not for the it's not for a musical purpose. Like yeah, I do this as a love. passion. Mm. They just doing it to, you know what I'm saying? Mm. That makes sense. So but it's yeah, like that's both definitely sides. Like, yeah. People not making music because they love it. They see like the plus side, like the fame and the money. Yeah, and that's like dumbing down the music because it's not like true to you. Yeah, that's what it, that's what kids want to hear. I, I feel what y'all yeah. saying, but I, at the same time, I feel like in 2019, there's all kinds of music out here right now. Yeah, it's just what you're looking for, what you're focusing on. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean. I feel like that's yeah. mostly for like hip hop, rap. Yeah, like, yeah. but yeah. I mean, even in hip hop and rap, there's plenty of lanes. There's plenty yeah. of different styles. Like right. you don't gotta just listen to Migos and Six yeah, Nine facts. and you know what I mean, just crazy stuff. Like there's all kinds of artists out right now that are making the realest music to the yeah. just a Party music, you know what I'm saying? So it's just. Do you think that they get as much shine as no, the just, artists making the trash though? How could you find? How can you even find them? No, yeah, you know what I'm saying like. I mean, just Spotify, YouTube. Like, I, I discover new artists. You guys don't discover new artists and stuff like I mean, that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Playlists and stuff. I mean, like it's even lo-fi. Lo-fi, like yeah, yeah, lo-fi lo-fi real player. music or whatever. So, I mean, yeah. who's saying like, who frontlining? Like, but it's like really like having all the spotlight. Who you seeing on Sage? You seeing like on the on the, the blogs and stuff every day. Like yeah, true. Taking all the spotlight. But, yeah. but that goes back to the market. Like if these blogs start posting stuff like that and they're not getting as much views, any mm-hmm. business person would be like, mm-hmm. oh, well, we got to cut back on that. We right. got to cut, mm-hmm. turn up on what people are viewing, what's getting more right. views. And that's just business. Yeah. I think it's hard for, I think it's like, it's just a weird, it's a weird balance because you can search, you can want to find all that soulful like music if you're really looking for it. But yeah. if all you know is X, Y, and Z, how am I going to find these other yeah, people? When it's like, I'm trying easy, to search. You're not really going to get yeah. fed. It's like, then. I'm trying to search yeah. through this category right here when really everything is over here, but I never even look to look over here because spotlight's I mean, right there. We all choose who we follow on Instagram. We all choose true. what we type in true. on YouTube. So, I mean, it's true. But that's like, that's like the media. They, they hold everything like, it's like a certain, it's a few certain people that like you gonna see regardless if you follow them or not if you like in that yeah. music world and like most of the time people don't even gonna promote negativity because that's what like that's the entertainment like nobody wanna hear good stuff really even though people wanna hear good that good stuff but it's not like that's not entertaining but like yeah. I feel like the music that talk about the drugs and all that that's what's gonna like be heard because that's what that's just what the world want to hear like. They don't want to hear about, like, even with, like, different things that artists do, like, the, um, just, like, going out to help the homeless and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't, they, they want to see that, but it's, like, that's not what social media is, like, entertaining. They want to see, like, the fights and the controversy. That's, yeah, that's, what, that's what they want yeah. to see. Beat the beef. And <laughs> yeah. don't, we don't have a world, they would have world star fight compilations, yeah. but they don't have like world star uh, help the homeless compilation. <laughs> yeah. 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 But now, how do you guys feel about that too? A lot of people are saying like, man, we need to stop that. Like put that fate. going up to homeless people with your camera out only. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're also, you could be embarrassing these people. Right. Mm, I mean, they yeah. might not want to be on world star or, or any Instagram page. Yeah, like, that's true. You don't know whose mom, whose dad, whose son that is. I didn't even even think about it like that. Mm -hmm. It is true. Like, you know what I mean? Like, imagine if you were down bad, like... You might not even be a crackhead. You could just like, leave. oh, she's at Carrington. Yeah, you might just oh, be a bastard. Go, bro. Like, oh, yeah. like, come on, bro. Like, yeah, that nigga yeah. just hand you a chicken for free and like, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, and yeah. hand out some healthier food, man. You know, right. helping that's nobody. That's true. Yeah. Look at him over some black beans. But I mean, I mean, at the same time, at least you know, I respect, I respect helping people. Yeah, trying. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get into overrated, underrated here, man. Let's get it. Yeah, so it's overrated, underrated. The first t- topic, garbage plates. Mm, I think those is 
I mean, they underrated because only people in Rochester know about them. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so please, y'all yeah. explain to me what a garbage yeah, what's play that? is. Well, tell what a, what a play is. Garbage play is like anything you want. To be honest, like sometimes they got macaroni and cheese, they got like burger on it. It's like just everything together. So it's a food item. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah food it's item. From like uh, Tahoe's or Steve T's. It's basically like mac salad. Um, what is mac salad? You don't know what mac salad is? Macaroni salad? Like macaroni and cheese? Is that mm-hmm. a Rochester thing? You know, you know Max Nah, I know, I know what it is, but Max, we don't uh, call it that down here. Yeah, what's your name? What is it, Jay? Like it's a macaroni salad. Like, macaroni we, salad. But we don't really eat that like that. I don't. I mean. It's that's like what, macaroni noodles with like tomatoes and like that stuff in it. It's like it's like creamy. Like, yeah, it's yeah like, bro. It's macaroni you know salad, salad, bro. Yeah. Something like potato that. Potato salad? It's yeah. like potato salad, but with macaroni. Okay, yeah. I might have seen that in public. But I don't really fuck with Max salad. I usually get like, I would get like double fries. So you get like Max salad. With home fries, so it's like half max out, half home fries, and you got like two burger patties on top, or yeah. two hot dogs, or sauce, yeah, anything, yeah. And then it's like this meat hot sauce, which I think is really, <laughs> I think is really just a rocket <laughs> to pause. It's like hamburger hot sauce, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And it's like then you just dump that over everything, and then you put ketchup, onions, and stuff, and then you just kind of just eat it all. It's like a big yeah. garbage. Like I see why they call it a garbage plate. Yeah. It's not something you eat like every day though. It's like that. Oh yeah, like once in a while. It's not like some man versus uh food type stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, no. Garbage plate. Right, I'm about to. I'm gonna ask to go home and be like, yo, I'm about to make some max, max salad you tonight. Get one down here, <laughs> max salad. All right. Well, don't eat no max salad. Bro. Right, I'm, just, I'm not gonna <laughs> go all of these ones, but um, since okay, when I was making them right, I thought when I hear New York, I'm thinking you in the city. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to ask this one. It's not necessarily overrated, underrated, Stupid. but Chicago pizza versus New York style pizza. I've never, never been to Chicago, so. Y'all never had the deep dish? Mm. I ain't never had it, but. I, I, I think I had one, but I don't know if it was authentic Chicago. No. Yeah. All right, overrated, underrated, New York style pizza. I don't even get pizza from New York City like that, but. <laughs> never had, you never had a New York slice? I have, but it's not. I don't have it that much, like like yeah. once or twice. But it was good. Like a, it was like a dollar for some big old slice. Right, right. So <laughs> <laughs> neutral, neutral. All right, but, yeah. All right. So another topic: overrated, underrated. This was kind of another versus one, but gross. I put gross meat versus Serato sampler. I haven't even tried Serato sampler, but I heard that it's fire. Oh, okay. But wait, those are two separate things. It's two different things, right? That's like saying, oh, what's better? You mean like right, I'm, fat, I'm thinking of a, a bike or, right. a, or a hamburger. <laughs> I was thinking of, I was thinking of <laughs> slice X in Serato. Like slice X in Serato. Yeah, not a gross meat. I like si- slice X though. Oh, okay. So you never used Serato before? No. Nah. You right like there. it? Um, no, I saw him using it the other day and it was, yeah, it was pretty fly. Gotta try that. All right, well, I'll just do overrated, underrated, gross beat. But like, it's it's overrated because people they just use the halftime. I feel like people don't try other things on it. Mm. Yeah, that's why. Mm. Other than that, like if you really take the time to mess with the the knobs and stuff, you can create something new. Yeah, but people don't really take the time. They just get that one preset. Mm, it's over. <laughs> I said Serato versus Grossby. All right, <laughs> cut, cut, this. cut, cut. cut. <laughs> Uh, overrated, underrated, the Super Bowl. Overrated. I mean, to be honest with me, sports, I don't even watch sports no more because I feel like, especially like professional, it's like rigged. You already know what teams is going to be in the finals. But like college, I like college better because it's like mm-hmm. more competition and you just don't know like who's going to win. Like mm-hmm. the no seed could be the number one. Like, mm-hmm. So I like. Is that about it? Oh, yeah, this last one, I thought this was a cool one. Overrated, underrated. I know I got my personal feelings on it. Overrated, underrated. College. College. Hmm. I think it's overrated. Even though, like, it is important. It's just, like, they're not teaching us how to be successful, like, with things we're interested in. They, like, just, they're giving us the same knowledge about things. Like every year, people just learn the same things. Like nobody want to learn about. Like we want to learn about history. Like it's not gonna make us successful. Like it should be preparing us for like how to to do business outside of like mm. college. Like they have business like majors and stuff, but I feel like it should be mostly like 
around that type of idea. Like, yeah. you go to college for your interests and try to just do what you can do from that. Cause I feel like it's just, it's just watered down. Like they charge so much and I feel like they're not even updating their material. Like they, the same books, the same textbooks. They just mm. hand me down. Just, textbooks. They just throwing us everything that they had before. Like here, yes. $300, $500. That's why I ain't pay for textbooks no more. Mm. Nobody's trying to pay for that. And then even if you rent it, sometimes it's like 300 And at the end of the year or the semester, you give it back and you they don't want it or it's like going to be like $5. Right. It's like, or they make it where you need the updated version. Yeah. Something like that. That's too much. Yeah. Like, I'd rather just text, man. Try to find something on the internet Crack about it. American history PDF. That's yeah. what they need to crack. They need to start cracking FL. They need to crack. They got those PDF textbooks. files. They got the PDF. Yo, yeah. Files. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. The book is on there. I definitely yeah. believe it. Shoot, man. We appreciate you pulling up, bro. Man, thank you for having me. It was a good interview. I love this. Yeah. Give me better. I love this interview for real. Already, bro. Definitely got a lot out of it, man. Appreciate it, bro. Another dope Thank episode, you. man. Signing Peace. out.